All right. Oh, somebody says, let's say this together, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion. There is no contradictions in this atmosphere. We can behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified. And we are edified. Amen. Amen. All right. The supernatural every day. We started this series and um, let's see how we can continue it. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. The supernatural every day. Uh, this series is more of a reminder to you. Um, just teaching you this series to remind you of the basics again of things you need to know. Look at in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says, And Jesus spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. In verse 19, it says, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And I told us, uh, in the last sessions, I told us, I said, you must not have an impression that the supernatural living happens once in a while. A lot of people believe that the supernatural living or the supernatural life of the believer is an happenstance. That is, it happens maybe once in a while. But no, you must not have that impression. You must have the impression that the supernatural living of the believer is an everyday thing. It's a daily life happenstance. It's a daily life activity. You know, in this place it says, uh, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. When it says the heaven and in earth, it's talking about the tabernacle of God amongst men. You read in Genesis 1 verse 1, at the beginning God created heaven and earth. You read in John 1 verse 1, the word was God. The word was in the beginning, the word was with God. The word was God and all of those things. So heaven in the earth is God's manifestation or heaven is God's manifestation on earth. So when he says all power is given to me, it means I have accomplished that promise now. I have accomplished the promise now. So that is now, everyone is now on earth. And I'm going to explain all of these things to us as we progress in our Bible study. So when it says, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. It means I exist with you now. That is, I am living with you. It's not a, uh, it's not, um, it's not, a, uh, it's a fact that God is living with the believer now. So when he says heaven is now on it, it means, so when he says all power is given to me in heaven and on it, so he's telling us that heaven is now on earth. That is, he is now tabernacled amongst men. So God has now tabernacled his position among men. So that is why he said, Go and make disciples. When he says, Lo, there, he says, Lo, behold, I am with you always. So, because he has tabernacled himself among men, he can now give us that responsibility to make disciples. So, when he says, I am with you, I am with you means I exist with you. I exist with you. I am living with you. 
So when he says, the, when he says, I am with you, it means I exist with you. So the phrase heaven was like an imagery. If that's, that's why if you read Genesis, it will look like, um, if you read the book of Genesis, you will see that it's as though God was having encounters with men every day, like, uh, like they were neighbors and the kind of encounters they had. But Jesus bore that on his own personally and made himself that sacrifice for us. So he has given to the believer internal life. So internal life, or that means God is now coexisting with, human, with humanity. So the meaning of this is that God now lives with humanity. God is coexisting with humanity. God is dwelling with humanity today. So when he says, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth, we mean he is now with you. He has made the earth his dwelling place. You read in other instances of the scripture where he says, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Then he says, all power in heaven and on earth is given to me. So you must have a Christ in you consciousness. The believer today must learn to have a Christ in you consciousness. Like I said, I'm bringing this series, the supernatural every day, just for a reminder to you. You must understand that Christ is in you every day. There is a reality that Christ dwells in the believer every day. So, you must have that consciousness. You must not have consciousness. He says, I am with you always. I am with you always. Like I explained to us in the last session, I said, is an ever-abiding reality. So he is with us in the spirit. He is with us in the spirit. So if you want to find where God is, you just say he is with you. He is with me now. He is with us in this service. The very minute a believer learns to feed on this consciousness, is going to have a change of mindset. It's going to have a change of life. That Christ now dwells in the believer always. So why when you read in John 14, John 14 verse 1 to 3, turn your Bibles with you to John 14, 1 to 3. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. It says, In my Father's house, and many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there he may be also. So when he was saying this, he wasn't, Jesus was prophesying about his resurrection. He was prophesying about his resurrection. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. It now says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If we are not so, I, will, I would have told you. I go prepare a place for you. It now says, and if I go prepare a place for you, I would receive you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. Now look at in verse 19 of that same text. Look at in verse 19. He says, Yet a little while, and the word seeth me no more. But ye see me because I live, and ye shall live also. He now says, At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, 
and I in you. So, when he says that, he was saying he is living with us. When he says, now look at what he says in verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you, what? Forever. When he says another, another is the word the same. The same. The same. Another is the word alus in the Greek. A-L-L-O-S. Alus. And it means the same. So we are going to have Christ as the source. When he says comforter, comforter is like the Holy Spirit, paraclete. It means standby. That is something that will be standing. So he used it in his resurrection. So when he says, so in the resurrection of Jesus, we will find the comforter. We will find him as the ever abiding presence with us. Paul uses the same phrase as Christ. So in the resurrection, he will fulfill the promise of the ever abiding presence. So there is a consciousness that must dwell in you. There is a reality that must abide in you as you move, as you live, as you have your being, that Christ is in me. God is in me. God lives in me. I am never alone. You know, you need to understand that fact. I am never alone. God lives with me always. God dwells with me always. God tabernacles with me. He has made, he has made me his dwelling place. You know, just like that song, the Lord has made me. You know, uh, uh, Lord, PPM me a sanctuary. No, it should not be that. It should be the Lord has made me a sanctuary, pure and holy, uh, righteous and truth, with thanksgiving. I am a living. You know, he has made me because he now dwells in me. Are you getting what I'm saying? The believer must understand and feed on the Christ consciousness. There's a consciousness of Christ and an abiding presence of Christ that must be in your reality. That as you are driving, as you are sleeping, as you are eating, as you are moving, as you are preaching the gospel, Christ is with me. God is with me. I am not alone. You must come to that fact always. So when he says, don't be troubled. Let your heart be believing God and believe also in me. I go and prepare a place for you. He now says, if it were not so, I would have done. He says, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, you may be also. So we are where the Father is. Because he came back again after the resurrection. He came out from the dead. So we are where the Father is. So, in his resurrection, he fulfilled the promise of the ever-abiding presence. So, when he says, so that's why you will see the word Yahweh. Yahweh in the Old Testament, Yahweh presupposes God will father the children. He will abide with them. He will live in them. I'll say it again. When you see that word Yahweh in the Old Testament, it presupposes that God will father his children. He will abide in them. He will live in them. So that's why if you look at an earthly fatherhood, he is referred to the earthly fatherhood 
in his earthly fatherhood, he was referred to as the source. So, human parenting, what your parents do to you, uh, the human parenting, your dad, your mom, what they do is a shadow of what God does. It's like a signpost of something. So, when we say God is our father, it means he lives in us. It means he lives in us to father us. So, because I've always told you, we are born from a supernatural origin. The believer is born from a supernatural origin. John 3, 3, he says, either he is born of the water or the spirit. Or, either he is born of the water and the spirit. And there means that is the spirit. So, when he says he is born again, born again means born from above. The one who is born, is, who is born from above is Christ. So, in our family, our father is ever present with us. In this family we live in, in this family, because I said, the Christian or the believer is born from a supernatural origin. is born from a place of a supernatural world. We are not born from... The belief, yes, you are born naturally, but by virtue of you being born again, you are born again from a supernatural origin. That's why it says, he that is born from, look at that John 3, 3, where it says, he that is born of the water, very, very say to you, except ye be born again, ye cannot see the kingdom of God. In verse 5, it now says, except the man be born of the water, that is of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So we were not born with earthly things. So when we say God is our father, it means he lives in us. It means he lives in us to father us. He lives in us to father you. Hallelujah. He lives in us to father you. So, when you see that shadow of parenting, what the father is doing, what your parents are doing, oh, taking care of you, doing the responsibilities, imagine what the father does, what God the father does. He lives in us to take, to father us. And like I said, in this family we belong to, the father is ever present with us, ever present with you. Prayer does not make him present. No, no. Prayer does not make him present. Power comes because you are born again. Prayer doesn't make him present. In this family, because a lot of people believe when I pray, when I pray, I'm making God present here. The atmosphere will be brew. Everything. No. <laughs> the that is not what prayer does. He is already present. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He is already present. In this family of God, God is found in you. So you must feed on that consciousness. Tell your neighbor, say, you must feed on that consciousness. You're not talking like you mean it. You must feed on the consciousness that God lives in you. He says, Lo, I am with you always. I am with you. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. 
Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. He says, I am with you always. I am with you always. In Deuteronomy 6 verse 4, he says, Yea, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. So when Jesus spake and said, I am with you, he was speaking about the Father and Son. That is, he is with us in the Spirit. He says, Yea, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord. So when Jesus was now speaking and saying, I am with you, he speaks of the Father and the Son. He's speaking of the Father and the Son. He is with us in the Spirit. He is with us in the Spirit. He is with us in the Spirit. So even to get you born again, God does it himself. Even the born again life, God does it himself. He does it himself. John 6, verse 30, John 6, 44. John 6, 44. He says, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me to draw him. I will raise him up at the last day. He says, No one will come to me. Don't forget, he also told us in the scripture, he says, He will convince the world of sin. So the Father uses our leaves to draw men to himself. So when we preach the gospel, we are acting as the Father's expression on it. He does the work himself. So when you are trying to get born again, you are not the one doing it. He's taking hold of your leaves to preach the gospel to people. To do his work. So, you must understand. You must feed on the consciousness. A lot of people feed on so many jokes. Feed on so many, uh, so many false realities of themselves. So many false realities of themselves. Some people believe, uh, you know, uh, some people just believe that things are not, you know, maybe going properly. This and that. No. God is with you. Imagine you wake up in the night, in the middle of the night, and you just say, wow, glory to God. God lives in me now. God is with me in this room. You are never alone. I'm never alone. He is with me. Look at in John 20, verse 17. John 20, 17. Look at what he said. John 20, 17. John 20, 17. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but I go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend what? Unto my Father, and who? Your Father. And to my God, and who? By your God. Ascension doesn't mean a distance. Let me explain what ascension means. Ascension doesn't mean a distance. Ascension means he comes to now dwell in you. Hallelujah. You know, in John 14, it says, I'm not leaving you comfortless. I'll go and prepare a place for you. That where I am, what? I will be. So he went so that he will be where? In you. 
Are you seeing it? So the ascension doesn't mean a distance. The ascension means that he went so that he will be dwelling in you. Let's take it. Let's look at John 14 again so it will make sense. Look at it. Let's read it. Go to John 14. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. In my Father's house, be believe in God, and ye be believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If you were not so, I would have told you, I go prepare a place for you. In verse 3, that if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will receive you to myself, that where I am, ye may be also. And whither I go ye, and ye know the way not, and all of those things. Then he told them, now look at it, verse 9. Jesus said unto them, have I been so long with you, and yet has thou not known me, Philip? He has, he that has seen the Father, he, has, he that has seen me, has seen the Father. And now see it, then show us the Father. Believe not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words that I speak, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he does the work. Look at the verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the very world's sake. Look at what it now says in verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye ask in my name, I will do, that the Father may be what? Glorified in the Son. Look at what it now says in verse 6, 7, 16. And I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter, that he shall abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the words cannot receive, because he seeth not, for he dwelleth in you, and he shall be with you. And I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. How did he come to us? By the Spirit. He says he will not leave us what? I will do what? So when he ascended, he came back to us in the Spirit. So that's, same, so that's why that songwriter says, Same Jesus is here. Same Jesus is here. He never said goodbye. I am supernatural. The resurrection power is dwelling in me. I am supernatural. His resurrection power is walking through me. Same Jesus is here. Same Jesus is here. He never said goodbye. Jesus didn't. In fact, I heard this thing many years ago from a TV. I will not mention the name. Favor knows what I'm talking about. They say, Jesus never said goodbye. I grew up to understand that thing. That He really never said it. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He says, I will come to you. He said, yet a little while. Look at it. Look at verse 19. Yet a little while. And the word seeth me no more. But what did he say? But ye shall what? See me because I live and what? Ye shall live also. In verse 20 now says, at that day, ye shall know that I am in the Father. And ye in me. And I will in you. Glory to God. So the ascension doesn't mean a distance. It means he is now dwelling in us. Hallelujah. He is now dwelling in you. This is a consciousness you must feed on. The supernatural life every day starts with the right consciousness. Living a supernatural life every day means you wake up in the morning and you have the right consciousness that God dwells in you. You know that will guide the way you speak. You know that will guide the way you see things. 
That will guide your actions. That will guide your, your move. You know, just knowing that I have God with me. Yes, you are going through a tough time, but you just say, remembering the fact that you have God with you, it will guide the way you speak. It will guide your consciousness. Look at in John 20, verse 20. John 20, verse 20. It says, And when he has so said, he showed unto his hands and his side, and where the disciples glad, where they saw the Lord. And Jesus said unto them, Peace be unto you. As my father sent me, so said I you. Now, so look at it. He says, As my father sent me, so said I you. Now, why is, it, why is this happening? Why is our ministry, why are we able to preach? Because he has sent us an assignment. He, we are, our ministry is able because God dwells in you. God dwells in us. So when I stand to preach, the Father is convincing the world through my lips. When I go and preach in Walmart, when I go and preach everywhere, Wegmans everywhere, bus stations everywhere, the Father is what? Convincing the world. That's why First Peter Corinthians two two. Look at how Paul said it. First Corinthians two two. Are you following this this afternoon or this evening? First Corinthians two two. He says, "And I, brethren, I came to you not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God." For I determined to know nothing except Jesus and Him crucified. And I was in, with you in weakness and of fear and much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of my wisdom, but what? With the demonstrations of the Spirit and power. That your faith will not what? stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So it is the Father who bears His sons. It is the Father who bears His sons. When he says, but in the demonstration. That word demonstration is from the Greek word apodexis. That is the spirit of God. So when I'm doing evangelism, when I'm preaching the gospel, the father is, evangelism is me granting my tongue to the father. As I preach the gospel, as I win souls for the Lord, as I talk to men about the gospel, what is happening? The Father is, ever, is, is granting, I'm granting my thong to the Father to preach. I'm yielding my thong to preach. I'll say this, the greatest manifestation of God through your life is when he uses your lips, your lips to bet sons to the kingdom. I'll say it again. The greatest manifestation of God through your life is when he uses your lips to birth sons into his kingdom. The greatest manifestation of God through your life is when he uses your lips to birth sons into his kingdom. So you must have a father within consciousness. You must have a father within consciousness. The father lives in me. The Father dwells in me. I am never alone. He moves with me. He walks with me. He takes hold of my lips. Are you seeing are you see, are you see that? The way the Father fathers us in this kingdom is different from the way our earthly father does it. He literally holds our hands on everything. He uses our lips. He uses our hands to heal the sick. He uses our lips to preach the gospel. He, he, he walks with us. He moves with us. He leads us. 
He guides us always. Have you seen? He walks with you. You must have a father within consciousness. As I move, he leads me. I'm never confused because the father will give me words to say. I'm never without direction because he always guides my path. I'm never without what, what to do because he never leaves me stranded. He never leaves me confused. He never leaves me without not knowing what to do. He holds my hands. He guides my path. He leads me beside the still water. He, he restores my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anoints my head with oil. My cup is running over. Hallelujah. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I am dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. Glory to God. That's my reality. That's who I am. You know, that's who I am. The way the Father fathers us is such that He doesn't leave us alone. He's taking note of our lips, taking note of our hands, taking note of our eyes, giving us inward, giving us promptings by the Spirit, leading us on what to do, guiding our steps. So you and I must have a Father within consciousness. And like I said, prayer does not make Him present. You say, oh, let me pray so that the presence of the Lord... See, there are certain songs I cannot follow you to sing again. It's not possible. Let us welcome... Imagine we start the service now. We say, let us welcome the Holy Spirit here. Then we start praying in tongues. You know, some people will pray in tongues. They will say, hallelujah. They will pray in tongues. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. They will pray, 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 pray. After that, say, hallelujah. Praise God. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit here. What are you doing by praying in tongues? Why are you, what are you welcoming? So let's just welcome the Holy Spirit, welcoming, welcoming into our midst. So do you mean he has gone? He never left me. Hallelujah. He never said goodbye. He never left us. Even as a church, he never left us. So we don't welcome the Holy Spirit. Say good morning, Holy Spirit. Good afternoon, Holy Spirit. Good evening, Holy Spirit. No, he's dwelling with me 24-7. Hallelujah. He's dwelling with me 24-7. Say, there is something that makes me come in. There's nothing that... <laughs> I'm in his presence all the time. So prayer is not to bring down his presence. Let's just bring down the presence of the Lord down. As we pray, we are bringing down his presence. Oh, let his presence saturate. Your presence is here. Your presence saturates this way. His presence was already here. We rather acknowledge it by saying, his presence is here. No, His presence will come here. Let's, let's let allow the presence of the Lord come here. Just be in the mood. Let there be quiet everywhere. Let there be silence everywhere. Let's allow the presence of the Lord flow in. And let's just welcome it. Ah, no. His presence is with us all the time. He never said goodbye. Hallelujah. The ascension means he now dwells. He has come back to dwell in us. So let's see. When he said he was going, what was he doing? He was going to come back in you. <laughs> Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? This is how I explained it to a layman. Because he, as a person, as one, he cannot dwell in everybody. So he left to reproduce himself. 
a spirit into the whole body to make himself fitted for everybody. So did he really leave? No, he left to come back. So when he says, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come back to you. So now, can we see, just the same way, in the four Gospels, he was telling them, don't do this, do this. Can we say he leads us to? He leads us in our spirit. He directs our paths. Just tell you, just wake up in the morning and say, no, I'm, I don't think I'm going out today. Why? He knows how to direct you. Say, go and preach to this person. He gives you the words. You have the utterances. He's taking hold of your leaves. He's using your hands to you to see. Hallelujah. So you must have a father within consciousness. Say, I have a father within consciousness. If I say I have a father. You know, there's this song. I have a father. Almighty father. He never slumbers. Jehovah Shammah. He shall. Ah, and I did not get the, I not get the key very well. Uh, it's, that's hanging to Yoruba, but you don't understand Yoruba, so I'll keep it. But that, that part is the way you understand. <laughs> Since I have a father. Hallelujah. So that's why you watch what you say. It doesn't stand before you. It doesn't stand with you. It doesn't go before you. It stays with you always. He is with you. He is with you. He is going with you. He is staying with you. He is standing with you. I mean, he doesn't, sorry, I said he doesn't stand with you. He is with you. Hallelujah. He doesn't, you know when we say something is with you, it's like saying, it's like, it's like you are standing, come and, it's like, come and stand with me now. It's like something, a distance, right? That's not it. He is with you. He is with you here. He is not standing with me. He is with me. Hallelujah. Does it make sense? You know, he says, somebody is standing with you. Like, he stands with me all the mm -mm. mm -mm. He is with me. When he says, he's going before you, that means he has left you. Then you are now walking to catch up. <laughs> are you seeing it? No, he is going with me. I move, I is moving. Glory to God. He says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Not going, with, going before you always. He is with me. So let it be known that God internally dwells, God internally dwells with you. Let it be known that you are God's internal dwelling place. Say, I am God's internal dwelling place. You know, in Genesis 2 verse 1, it says, it says that when the host of heaven was created and God now rested and everything, and I say, enter into his rest, he finished all the work. See, when he says, enter into his rest, enter into his rest in human sense is to stop working. But no, that's not what it means. We're going to study it later. When he says he rested, so he says stop working, he just finished everything. No. Heaven has now come down to man. So you must have a father consciousness. You must have a father consciousness. 
You must have a father consciousness, a reality that the ever-abiding presence of God is with you all the time. In Isaiah 66 verse 1, he says, Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye will build unto me? Where is the place of my rest? I tell you, we are that dwelling place of his rest. As believers, we are his dwelling place. He has rested in us. So what do you do? Have the father consciousness. You must feed on it every day. That's number one. You must feed on this consciousness how often? Every day. Every day. Feed on it. Look at it again. Remind yourself. Remind yourself of who you are. What he has done in Christ Jesus for you. Remind yourself that I have the Father with me always. I am never alone. I can never be confused. I am never stranded. He is with me always. He's supplying me wisdom. He's supplying me strength. He's supplying me direction. He's supplying me. He's giving me a go ahead. He's, you know, he's restraining me from where not to go. He's directing my path. I am, you know, you must feed on this consciousness every day. He is walking with me as I preach the gospel. He's speaking through me as I lay hands on the sea. He is laying his hands through my hands. Hallelujah. You must feed on this consciousness every day. Every day. Wake up in the night and think about it. Wake up in the night and remember it. As you walk in the morning, feed on it. As you are in the afternoon, feed on it. In the night before you sleep, feed on it. Learn to feed on the word daily. Learn to feed on the consciousness of the world daily. Feed on it daily. Number two, practice his presence. Act on it. Practice his presence. Act on it. James 1 verse 19. James 1 verse 19. James 1 19. Let's open there. James 1 19. Practice his presence. You must learn to act on God's word. How often? How often? Every day. He says, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to rot. Look at verse 22 or verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness, and receive with, a, with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, is like what? A man beholding his natural face in the grass, for he beholded himself, and goeth his way straight away, and forgeted what manner of man he is. Imagine, you wake up in the morning, you see that white thing that stays all through your mouth and you do not do anything about it and you come to church like that and you saw it in your face and you did not wash your face, you did not clean, you did not brush, you just said, you looked at, you looked at yourself in the mirror and you saw it and you're like, I don't care. I, do you see that? That is how a lot of people see the word. They see God's word, they hear it, but they don't do anything about it. They don't act on it. 
Forget means, he says, if forget a woman, forget means you don't consider it. You must not get fed up of the word of God. That listening to the word every day that you do, hearing, feeding on God's word every day, you must not see it as a ritual. Don't see it as, oh, I have to submit reports. I have to do, no! See it as your life every day. Hearing God's word every day. You can't make practice of God's presence without a fellowship of it. You have to make a practice on it. You have to feed on it. I feed on God's word. I need to feed on who I am. You know, you can just tell yourself, I need to feed. I... See, let me tell you, your true identity is found in God's word. Your false identity is found on social media. Your false identity is found in movies. Your true identity of who you are is found on God's word. The reason why a lot of people are having a false identity of themselves, oh, I'm an LGBTQ community, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a she, I'm a he, me, I'm a, I'm a Cyprus, I'm a Sapient, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Cyrus, I'm a Sanguine, I'm a Melancholy, I'm a, I usually, you say, I know myself, I usually get angry, I know myself, I'm not this, I know myself, I, I, I can slap you within five minutes, I know myself, I, I can, I, I, it's because they don't feed on the word. They have a false identity of who they are. Your true identity is in God's word. Your true reality is in God's word. Imagine all you are feeding on is Netflix, Hulu, HBO, every day. No time for God's word. You are going to have a false impression of yourself. You are going to have a false identity of who you are. So I feed on God's word. I feed on God's word. I make it a practice. Because the father makes his expression through me. He makes his expression through me. I fellowship around the word. I act on God's word. I'm feeding on God's word for myself. My feeling on God's word is for myself. But you know, some of you listen to God's word so that you can preach it. No! Eat it. Hear it for yourself. Be blessed by it. Act on the word. Act on it. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. How do you also act on God's word? By praying. You act on God's word by praying. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. We are still studying the super, living supernatural every day. All the supernatural every day. It says, For he that speaketh in another tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. So, by praying. So if I pray in tongues, I am making practice of God's presence. I am not welcoming his presence. I'm not trying to make his presence visible. I am only making practice of his presence. When you pray, you are making a practice of his presence. So you must deliberately pray. You must deliberately pray. Praying is the reason you are praying. So you say, I don't know the reason why I'm praying. 
That's why you, are, you should be praying. You don't have to have a reason for prayer. Hallelujah. You don't have to have a reason for prayer. Just open your mouth and pray. I don't feel like praying. Make, force yourself to feel like praying. The very minute you don't feel like praying, just start praying. That's it. Ah, I don't feel like praying. Just say, oh, just start praying. First Thessalonians 5 verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Colossians 4 verse 2. Continue always in prayer. Pray. Ephesians 6 18. Praying always. So there, was, there is never an end to prayer. Never. There is nothing like we have prayed. It is we are still praying. Praying always means you are praying. So you should have a deliberate attempt to pray. A deliberate attempt to feed on God's word. A deliberate attempt to act on God's word. A deliberate attempt to pray. Because that's, if you notice Jesus' life, Jesus was always praying. Prayer is making practice of his presence. In Luke 3, when Jesus was about to be baptized, the Bible says he was praying. He was praying. So I learned to pray always. I don't pray for any reason. I pray because it is the reason. Hallelujah. You don't have to have a reason to pray. Pray, pray because it is the reason. So I learned to pray always. At least one hour every day. Why is one hour every day? Jesus said, can't you wash with me for at least an hour? So one hour is the minimum. So I said, thank you, sir. Thank you for making it one hour the minimum. One hour should not be the minimum all your life. You also have to increase. Double up. And you pray in thongs. You pray in the spirit. Pray out things in thongs. Pray out things in thongs. Pray out things in thongs. Jude 120, my beloved brethren, building up yourselves in your most holy faith and praying in thongs, praying in thongs, praying in thongs. Let anything, don't let anything make you, don't let anything make prayer a necessity to you. Make prayer a necessity yourself. Don't let challenging situations of life make prayer a necessity to you. Already see and make prayer a lifestyle. Make prayer a necessity for yourself. When you pray in tongues, you are betting out God's plan and purpose. When you pray in tongues, you are, you are, you are as it were, living supernaturally. When you pray in tongues, you are controlling, your, you, you, you are edifying yourself. Edifying yourself means you are building up your most holy faith. You are just edifying yourself. You are, making, you are making yourself more better, more fine-tuned in the spirit. Because as you are praying, as you are feeding on God's word, as you are acting on God's word, you are praying. The supernatural life every day means you feed on the word every day. The supernatural life every day means you make practice of God's word every day. You make it a practice to feed on God's word every day. You make it a practice to pray every day. Praying in the spirit is praying in tongues. Some people say, uh, well, praying in the spirit is just um, 
uh, it's not in tongues, it's just the Holy Spirit giving you the words to say, ah. Don't let anyone deceive you. Praying in the Spirit is praying in tongues. Don't be afraid of being weird. Don't be afraid of being weird. Don't be afraid of, ha, ah, I've spoken in tongues too much. There is never too much to praying in tongues. Never. The constancy of prayer is always. Ephesians 6.18, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Colossians 4 verse 2, continue in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, praying without ceasing. Without also praying for us. Don't be afraid of being weird. Don't be afraid of praying in tongues. As you are driving, be praying in tongues. As you are cooking, slicing the onions, be praying in tongues. As you are sweeping in church, mopping in church, be praying in tongues. Fixing the cords, be praying in tongues. Arranging the technical, the shape, be praying in tongues. You are trying to have your bait, be praying in tongues. Be praying in tongues. Talking tongues a lot. The supernatural life every day means you are feeding on. What did I say? The supernatural means you have the father consciousness, right? You are feeding on the word every day. And as you are feeding on the word every day, it's showing you your reality, right? It's not making you have a, a, a false impression of yourself. It's not making you have a false image of yourself, right? Number two, you are acting on the word every day, right? Right, guys? That means in, in acting on the word, you are making practice. Making a practice of feeding on the word, right? Making a practice of praying, right? Making that practice continuously. That is the supernatural. That is how to live supernaturally every day. So don't think, I'm just submitting report by prayer. Let me just pray. You are building a supernatural life. Oh, I'm just listening to the word, just to submit reports. No! It's not to submit reports. You're not doing it for me. You're not doing it for your, your, your cell leader. You're not doing it for your, for your fellowship leader. No, you're not doing it for your pastor. No! You are doing it for yourself. You are building capacity. You are building tenacity. Because the word of God you have in you, when you have enough of the word in you, you will have the right words to say. You will have direction. When you get to his roadblock, you eat, something will come out. Why? It's as a result of the word and the tenacity you built over time. That's why you see some people are not discouraged. Some people don't know how to be discouraged. Some people don't know how to be depressed. Because it seems like they've built enough of the word in their system. But if you have not built enough of God's word, any little shakings, you are down. Any little things, you are, you have not built enough word. You have not built enough capacity in prayer. Any little things, you are just discouraged. Any little things, you are giving up. Any little things, I don't want to come to church again. I don't want to serve God again. I'm tired of what is going on. I'm just, I just need a break. That's because you've not built enough capacity in God's word. You've not built yourself in prayer. You've not acted on God's word. 
you must learn to practice and feed on the word daily. You must learn to pray in tongues daily. Don't be afraid of praying in tongues at work. Do your work regularly. I mean, don't go to work and when you're supposed to be pressing your laptop, you're praying in tongues. No, do your work. On your free time, you can pray in tongues. Don't be attending to a patient and they will say, what are you saying? Attend to a patient and be normal. Hallelujah. When you are done attending to a patient, you can just go on your own. Mount of Ratisekebanas. Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. Hours upon hours. You should get to a time. You should not be able to count how many hours you talked in tongues a day. You are building fortification. You are edifying yourself. You are building up your spirit, man. You should just hear the word. The word of God must be on your speed down. Feeding on it, looking at it again. Acting on it. Telling yourself, I know who I am. The Father lives in me. I am the dwelling place of the Father. My body is his temple. He lives in me always. I act on God's word. You must learn to feed on that reality. Because if you do that, how to live supernaturally every day, you will. And the number three is that you will speak the word of God often. You will speak the word of God often. You will learn to speak the word of God often. The supernatural life every day, you will learn to speak the word often. You dare to say who you are always. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am God's child. I am accepted in the beloved. He lives with me. He moves with me. He gives me wisdom. He gives me direction. I have the joy of the Holy Ghost with me. I am never sad. Never depressed. You will have the right words to say. Wake up and shout God's word. Wake up and speak God. As you are driving, speak God's word. Speak God's word over yourself. You know, even as a practice, before I come to preach many a times, I'm telling myself, I have utterances. I have boldness. He speaks through my lips. Men hear my voice and they are edified. Men hear my voice and they are blessed. I haven't prayed. I just release my words. It's going to be a glorious meeting. It's going to be a powerful service. I'll teach with clarity. I'll teach with precision and accuracy. I'll teach and men will understand me clearly. I'll teach and men will hear my voice and they will listen to me clearly. I'll teach and it will be so clear. I'll just be talking. I'll just be talking. Yes, because I've prayed in tongues. Yes, because I've fed on God's word. Yes, because I know what I will say. I release my words. How many are times? Not many are times. All the time my words come to pass. I say, yes, it's going to be filled with miracles. Yeah, it's going to be. I just use my words. I learn to speak God's word all the time. I'm never stranded. I am never stranded. Help comes my way all the time. I am never stranded. I'm never stranded. I'm never stranded. I'm never helpless. Help comes my way all the time. Directions is mine. I speak God's word. You know why I can speak God's word? Because I have fed on the word. I have the right words to say. As I preach, as I teach, I have the right words to say. Say it as often as you can. I am never alone. I am never alone. 
I am not alone. Put it on your lips. I thought, I thought you some years ago, putting the word on your lips. Learn to put God's word on your lips. Put it on your lips all the time. Things are working out for me. No door is shut for me. Doors are opening for me. The doors of nations are opening for me. My voice will be heard all over the world. Speak God's word all the time. I am never down. I can never fall sick. I can never be depressed. I will never have suicidal thoughts. Speak it all the time. I don't have bad moods. I am always joyful. I'm always happy. I don't know how to get angry. I'm always happy. I know how to relate well with others. I have an hospitable spirit. I know how to welcome people. I know how to be, I, I know how to share people up. I know how when people come to me feeling down, I have the right words to say. I have the words to say to give them direction. I have the right to say to lift them up. I have the words to say to give them wisdom. You know, I have the right words to say to always bless lives. I have the words to say to always be a blessing to life. I have the wisdom to always be a blessing to life. I have the directions to always help and assist men in their work with God, to always help and assist men in their journey of life. I have the right words to say. I am never stranded. I am never helpless. Help comes my way all the time. I am never one second bitter. I am never one second bitter. I am always happy. I am always joyful. I walk in love all the time. I don't know how to get hungry. I don't know how to keep malice. I don't know how to be, I don't know how to be fearful. I have the Spirit of God living with me always. I am never fearful. I have the direction. I have the power of the Holy Ghost. Through my words flows miracle. Through my hands flows the power of God. Through my eyes flows direction. Through my eyes flows the power of God. I am always, 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 always helped of God. Favor is mine all the time. I'm always favored by men. Always favored by men. Always favored by men. Favor is mine all the time. As soon as I need it, it comes my way. As soon as I need it, it comes my way. I'm never stranded. I'm never without help. As, I, as soon as I as soon as I call for one, it hundred comes my way. Learn to speak God's word all the time. Put it on your lips. The supernatural living can be every day. There is nothing, there is nothing wrong in saying, I can never fall. I say it all the time, I can never backslide. I can never fall. I can never go down. Why are you saying that? I am bragging on the greater one. He is with me, he can never let me fall. He will hold my hands. Have that consciousness. Tell yourself, I can never backslide. I can never fall. I am never going down. I'm going to be on fire all the days of my life. You know you can be on fire all the days of your life. You know you can be 80 and still be laying hands on the sick. You know you can be 90 and still be rejoicing. Why? I can never fall. I'll be 90 preaching. I'll be 90 still laying hands. Still laying hands on millions of people. I'll be 100 and still healing the sick. Why? I can never fall. Why, why am I saying it? The greater one lives in me. I brag on the greater one. I brag on the one who is able to keep me and present me. He says he's able to keep me and present me and keep me from falling. He keeps me from falling. He presents me blameless, holy. And I can never fall. I can never go down. 
Nothing wrong in saying I can never fall sick. Yes, it's your body mother, but there's nothing wrong in releasing your words and saying, this summer, this today, to, to, as the weather is changing, I am never falling sick. I am never catching any sickness. I am never going down. I will never have accident. I will never, because the greater one lives in me, is working with me, is going, is going with me, is preserving me, is watching my steps with me, is holding my hands all the time. I can never fall. I won't be standing. I am, why am I saying that? I am bragging on the greater one. He likes it. I brag on the greater one. 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 The greater one lives in me. I can never backslide. Lift your words and say that. I can never backslide. I can never fall down. I can never fall down. It won't be said of me that I used to be a Christian. It will be said of me that I used to serve God. It will be said of me that I was once on fire for God. It will be said of me that I used to pray in tongues. It will be said of me that I used to listen to God's word. I will never fall. Why can I say that? The greater one is holding my hands. The greater one is working with me. The greater one is making me make sure, is making sure to with me that I will never fall. I brag on God. So the supernatural leading is not a feeling. No, it's a fact. It's a fact. God's word is true. We sang a song. It is true that he died for men. It is true that he rose again. We are resting in his love. We are resting on his grace because of what he has done. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm bragging on the greater one. I'm bragging on the greater one. So I can't be stranded. I can never fall. So God's word always comes true. The supernatural living is not a feeling. It is a fact. That's why you must have friends that steer you to pray. Have friends that help you stay in God's word. Have fellowship of people that helps you to keep on with God's word. Have that company. It keeps you going. Have that company. Have surround yourself with like-minded people. Men who will steer you to always not miss service. Men who will steer you that as you are talking God's word. You know, we, I have friends, and I like some of you, and I, I, I think that many of you have adopted it. Once somebody is saying something, even me, you just say, no, no, pastor, no. Power of God is working. You must be conscious of your words. Have friends that always say, no, we don't say that here. You know, in our church, we don't use negative words. No, we don't say that here. All we see is glory. We don't see impossibilities. Impossible situations are becoming possible. False reports will not stand. Impossible situations are becoming possible. We see glory all the time. Where people are seeing lack, we are seeing glory. Where people are seeing decrease, we are seeing glory. We don't see false reports. We see the power of God working. We believe the power of God working all the time. As a ministry, we don't speak negative words here. No, we don't. We don't. We know the import of our words. We give direction to God's power through our words. So our words matter a lot. That's why you must have friends. That's why even when you want to have partners, when you want to get married, when you want to have a, a, somebody who, who you love, one of the first things you guys should say is, 
in this relationship, we are not using our words negatively. As we are raising our children, we are not using negative words on them. We are never calling them false names. We are never calling them, oh, you don't know how to do it. We are never saying negative words in their family. We are never speaking lack. We are never speaking, eh, speaking negativity. We are never speaking false reports. We are speaking the power of God. Have relationships like that. Do have relationships that say, let's be realistic, not me and you. Not me and you. What has realistic done? No, tell me. Let's be realistic. Men are in the hospital. Let's be realistic. Men are in the graveyard. Let's be realistic. Men are in debt. Let's be realistic. Men have not come out of that situation. Let's be realistic. They are depressed. Let's be realistic. They are, uh, they are, they are suicidal. Let's be realistic. They are thinking and thinking logical. I don't want to be realistic. I want to be supernatural with God's word. I don't want to be realistic. I believe God's word. I believe his word always. So our friends have relationships. That's why you should not marry a non-believer or don't date a non-believer. Have a relationship with somebody that as we are talking, we are connecting our faith. We are speaking the right words. We are saying, no, the power of God works. The power of God works. The power of God works all the time. I remember a friend of mine gave me this daughter and she said, she said, by your words, men will rise. She gave me and she wrote it. She just gave me and she said, by your words, men will rise. Shiny fire, shiny light, blazing glory, white fire in the name of Jesus. You know, that's, those are friends you must have. When she gave me the daughter, she said, I'll write this for you. She said, by your words, so as you use these words, this book to preach, by your words, men will rise. You know, have friends like that. You know, I have friends who will just text you and say, man of God, I'm praying for you. And seeing to it that you will stand tall. Someone just texted me today and say, I just want to tell you that I'm praying for you. Have friends like that. Don't have friends that all they will tell you is, oh, it's not possible. Whoa. You see, let's just be realistic. You say, you want to go for an interview, you are telling your friends, say, see, say, mm. you say, Better dress your home so that they will not so they will not tell you that so that they will not give you the job. Don't say that. Steer me up. Encourage me. Speak God's word. Pray with me. Hallelujah. Have the right kind of friends. Have the right relationships. Keep the right company. Not a company. You know your own life. You need you. You still need somebody to drag you. You are not going to have friends that would that. That you want to be dragging. Who will drag who? <laughs> have friends that steer you to pray. Have fears that steer you in God's word. You know, I was, as I finished service yesterday, or was it, was it, no, uh, I and why we, we went to do something yesterday. And as I came back, I was just listening to a voice. My friend was telling me, man of God, I'm planning to hold uh, a, a Bible seminar conference and he was listening to the topic. I just started listening to you. I said, hey. I said, okay, you know, I'm teaching this, I'm teaching that. And we're just tearing ourselves up. We're just tearing ourselves up. Have people like that in your life. Not people that they'll tell you, uh, uh, you know that prayer thing. It's hard, though. It's hard. People may have seen, you, you know you are struggling. You know you've not prayed, though. The person you are praying, the person you are talking to, He's telling you, I've not prayed though. The last time I prayed was last week. Ah! Or I just bought our words. And I went, Hayon sharpened Hayon. So a man sharpened the countenance of his friend. Both of you will rub up and backslide. 
<laughs> Our friends that steal you, don't deceive yourself. Hallelujah. Keep healthy relationships. Motivate yourself. Ask yourself, have you heard? Have you heard clapping and dancing? I've not heard it. You know, they're, they're see, let me tell you, there are friends that I have that once I, hear, once I see their text message like this, I want to go and study God's word. I just want to go and study. Because I don't know the question they may send me. They will just send voices and say, Man of God, I'm just thinking about this. And you have to be thinking too. Or else, you are badly there. If you are not thinking, not thinking. Ah! You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I will not respond because I have to go and update my life here. Because what do I know? What do I not know? You know? Have friends that, you have friends that say, you know, when last did we listen to Carter? Let's just study it again. Let's ask questions. Let's come and ask questions. Let's just, let's just look at it again. Let's, let's be on it one week. We're just, what do you learn? Let, why don't you check it? Let's check it again. Pick up a CD. You know, have friends like that. And you know what? As I close, you will always be thankful. When you feed on God's word, when you are prayerful, when you practice God's word, you will always have a thankful heart. Mumbling of any sort, play for me, I close. Mumbling of any sort is an oppression of the devil. When you start to murmur, when you start to murmur, oh, it's not working for me. Oh, this is not going well. Ah, this is not uh, happening. Ah, this is not uh, moving forward. Once you start murmuring like that, <laughs> you are no more thankful. You are no more feeding on the word. Murmuring is of any sort. Once you find yourself grumbling, I don't know why is this working. It's an oppression of the devil. First Corinthians ten verse eight to nine, Philippians two fourteen, Philippians four verse six. It says we should be thankful. It says be thankful always. What some people call prayer today is called murmuring. They're just going to murmur for God. Lord, why have you not done this? Lord, why have you not done this? Lord, why? Lord, hey, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. It's just like one video I saw. Hundred million dollars. Hundred million dollars. Hundred million dollars, Lord. Hundred. <laughs> and everybody now, they've adopted it and they started praying. Murmuring. Lord, why did this happen to me? Lord, why did this happen to me? You are beginning to murmur. Once you start complaining, once you start grumbling, you're already oppressed. <laughs> Murmuring is never of God. What some people call prayer today is called murmuring. Just murmuring. Lord, 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 why did you do this? That's because they've not built fortification in God's word. They've not learned to live supernaturally every day. So the supernatural every day, you make a practice of God's presence. You learn to give thanks. Have to taught you in this church. Learn to always lift your hands and thank God. In your room, just lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. 
Lord, I thank you. I bless your holy name. I honor you, Jesus. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you will yet do. This is a prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. So guard your hearts. See, there are so many junks. Today, let me tell you, you've read from Twitter. You've read from Instagram. You've read from WhatsApp status. You've read from Facebook. You've read from your colleague at work. You've read from every voice. And you know what? If you don't allow God's word louder in that in your heart, those other voices would be dominated. Would dominate you. You must guard your heart deliberately. Guard it. Have that consciousness of God's word. Don't allow things just drop in. When people are speaking negative words, maybe at your office, they're just saying it and saying, ah, it will not work well. You just are saying it will work well for me. It will work well for me. Things are going all the way. Say, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Say, I believe in the miraculous. The impossible is always made possible for me. Say, it doesn't happen here. They're just having random cheese. You consciously work on your own self. I say, the impossible is always possible for me. I believe in the impossible. I don't see impossibility. You know we don't see impossibilities. You know we don't see impossibilities. All we see is possibilities. All we see is God's power working. You know we don't believe in false reports. Negative reports of the doctor does not stand. Negative reports does not stand over us. We see the power of God working all the time. False report does not stand. We believe in the impossible. Don't allow things drop into you suddenly. That movie you watch, you just find yourself, you are already speaking the word. You are not, you are not guarding yourself. That movie you watch, you already find yourself saying the same things they are saying. Some of you will learn certain things from a movie. You did not learn it from church. You're not learning from God's word. Then you start speaking it. That's you not guarding your heart. You unconsciously pick up an habit from a movie. Unconsciously pick up an habit from what somebody wrote, an unbeliever wrote on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Facebook, on Twitter. That's you not guarding yourself. Be very watchful. Whatever stays long around you will always settle into you. Let that sink into your head. Whatever stay long around you will always settle into you. If you if you allow negativity around you for so long, it will settle into you. If you allow impossibility around you for so long, it will settle into you. If you allow so many negative situations, so many false reports to settle to to stay around you, it will settle into you. But you know what? God is living in me. I am of God. I am of God. The Father dwells in me. The greater one lives in me. I am never without him. I am never stranded. Stay that Lord again. I am never stranded. I am of God. The Father dwells in me. He says, Lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of the world in me always he lives in me always 
I allow his thought flow through my thoughts. His thoughts, his thought flows through my thoughts. His words flows through my heart, through my lips. I think God's thoughts. I think God's thoughts. I think God's thoughts. I speak God's word all the time. I am supernatural. I am supernatural every day. I am supernatural every day. Lift your hands and just worship Him. Bless Him and thank Him. Lift your hands where you are and just bless Him. Thank Him. Oh, worship Him and bless Him. Bless Him and thank Him. Lift your hands, bless Him. Thank Him for what He has done. Thank Him for His living in you. 